back to the Inflorescence Podcast. My name is Bree, and I'm joined today by Lexi and Alex. Um, just going to give you guys a second to introduce yourselves, let everyone know anything you want them to know, and uh, we'll go from there. Ladies first. All right. Um, I'm Lexi. I've known Bree for probably like two, three years now. Uh, we met through Instagram. Just kind of <laughs> literally, we were like, oh, let's be friends, and we decided to be friends. Right. Um, I'm 22. Uh, I live on Long Island with my boyfriend, Alex. We have six indoor cats, and that's all I can think of at the moment. Um, I'm Alex Salenka. I'm 20 years old. I live on Long Island, if you couldn't guess that yet. Um, I'm a competitive bodybuilder. Um, I'm a gym-sponsored athlete, and I'm here because I was politely asked to join this podcast, and it would be my pleasure. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, so... The main gist of this podcast is going to be a discussion on fitness and mental health. Um, I don't know if this is something either of you know, because I mean, I kind of deleted everything, but um, I competed uh, as an amateur boxer about two years ago. So that was heavy. Like, you know, I'm not going to, I don't know the bodybuilding discipline, but I assume it's the same, if not more disciplined um, in competition. It very severely impacted my mental health. Um, not in like a negative way, but in a way like I realized I definitely shouldn't have been doing it until I had figured out like kind of the reason why I went into it in the first place. I literally stopped boxing after my first um, real fight because I got knocked out and I just gave up. I was like, I can't do it. Like I couldn't risk losing and it sucked, but um, I've grown out of that. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I realized that, you know, like that happens, but that's the learning curve of like, okay, that's, I should have waited to go into it, but now it's like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like for me, a correlation, if I'm not in a good mental spot, my training will definitely suffer. Like it even shows, like, I think there's a whole physiological like aspect to it. Like your body, like, you know, where your mind goes, so does your body. So I noticed like, if I'm in a bad mental space, like I'm definitely holding water. Um, like I'm just don't have the energy. Um, I noticed that like, you know, when I'm, I, I handle stress really well overall, but like there's definitely moments when I feel like very overwhelmed and bodybuilding is so encompassing. It's a lifestyle. Like it's literally like a year round, like it's all day, every day. So like that on top of everything else I do, sometimes it can get like a little bit overwhelming. Um, that being said for me, like overall, like I love bodybuilding, like, you know, it gives, it gives me a sense of like control over my body pretty much that's the way I like to put it um but that being said it's very easy you know especially having social media and stuff to like see other competitors and stuff like that and like compare yourself to them and be like oh damn like you know I should be there but then you have to keep in consideration of like age difference mm -hmm. how long you know we've been doing it I mean I'm a trans man so you know just like physically I transitioned when I was 16 and I'm 20 now so I mean if you're born a man you have about 15 years on me of just male development and bone density and stuff like that so it's all things like i have to always like keep in consideration like i also have like a co like i have a coach that's like literally like my best friend almost like i always say he's like my second dad or like my uncle so he's he always literally like a dad to alex yeah <laughs> awesome. he's always like he's always like yeah he's my coach but he's also like you know like i can talk to him about like more emotional stuff and like he understands because he competes too you know which is obviously helps um but overall I definitely say that, like, again, like, you know, where your mind goes, your body goes. So if your mind isn't there, then your body will never follow. 
Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I was in school when I started, when I, like, I was already training to be a therapist when I was boxing. So I thought that I was fine. Like, I was like, I'm good. Like when I was training, I felt fine. I literally had never felt more powerful, but like, I wasn't ready for the downside of that. Like I was cool with being like hyped up and I was cool with working out every day for hours. But when it came down to like, you're not always going to be feeling that way. I wasn't ready for it. I was at a, I was working out at a, you know, one of those like CKO boxing gyms where it's really anybody could do it. And my coach had come up to me and asked me to box. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I thought it would be an interesting thing to do. I never really, I literally had never been in a physical fight before. So I wasn't really expecting, you know, anything out of it. I was just thinking, okay, I'm going to get like very fit and I'm going to feel great about myself. And I did. But as soon as I lost, like all of that went away. I didn't work out for months. It took me forever to get back into it. And when I did get back into it, I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't get back into the rhythm. I was being like spoken at, like, you should keep fighting. You shouldn't give up. And I didn't know how to like stand up for myself in a way. So is there like a good communication with your coach of like, I'm not ready to go to that part or like, I haven't, you know, I'm, I don't feel like my goals have been reached. So I don't want to push myself. Yeah. I mean, actually I was going to compete this summer, but my body was like literally like breaking down. I, I was almost hospitalized and stuff um because again like what we do to our bodies and like bodybuilding is very extreme so I literally like just took the mature approach I was like listen Jason like I don't think like my body just was really fighting me and I was like I'm young I'm 20 like I have time like I don't think it's like for me like I realized I was like if I don't take a like small step back I will burn out and start hating that and like that's the last thing I want to do because I love what I do so like I was like I'll rather take a small step back be more patient with myself and then actually continue to bodybuild because that's why at least in my sport like a lot of people will go really hard for like three four years and then just completely quit because they just like have absolutely no flexibility or like like any type of like moderation it's like all or nothing year round 100% on diet and like I say on my diet but like I'll definitely like eat off of it in my off season I don't go crazy um, but like you know I'm not gonna like I think people are just way too hard on themselves like when it's unnecessary um, and I think that comes from like many different reasons. Um, and then even like, you know, like going back to what you were saying about like that anticipation of getting and like getting in the ring and boxing, like it's kind of similar in bodybuilding. Like there's this anticipation to get on stage and compete. But once you do, there's kind of like an adrenaline dump. And like a lot of competitors will like go through like a weird like kind of funk because it's like, well, I was working towards this goal for like months on end it was literally my life and now it's over like now what you know and that's why a lot of bodybuilders they just when they're in prep they're awesome they're in a good mental spot but if they're not in prep they're like all over the place in a mess because there's that anticipation of like getting on stage you know and that applies to like a lot of things in life like you can even look like pregnancies and stuff like that like there's that anticipation towards the pregnancy once it happens it's like okay now what you know mm-hmm. so i think it's just like an adrenaline dump um I can't speak for you obviously we all have our different reasons but at least for me like what helped and what always helps is like reminding myself you know to like always try and take the I try and take my emotions out of it and think like logically like okay like logically what is the best option for me like there's always multiple options and like if I do this I know myself like I'm just gonna stop so like let me just for me I had to take a step back this summer from competing that's something I'm definitely gonna compete again 
but for me like i'm also an, i'm a college student i'm a double major so for me it's like i wasn't going to be able to do college be a coach compete like i just like i can't do all of that at the same time so for me it's just like balancing out like kind of giving bodybuilding my 85 percent right now and then you know sp spreading more so in other aspects of my life um that being said lexi helps me out on the daily so that's been a great help she's the best uh, i so do what i can <laughs> i think having a, like a support system helps and like someone that like understands you and how you function and like what helps you mentally and physically yeah definitely and like lexi to give you a second also I yeah. want to know like how you feel getting back into the gym because now I see you like you know doing your thing and I don't know if you've done it before because we had never spoken about it but like how does it feel now to be in the gym again? Yeah so I actually used to go like every single day I wouldn't even give myself a rest day like I wasn't doing it correctly mm -hmm. I was just going into the gym and doing what I felt like doing that day and that's just not how you're going to see progress and then I got hurt a little bit in the gym and I stopped going for a little bit because it hurt to do anything. And then once I healed, COVID came and it kind of just threw me out of going to the gym because obviously I wasn't going to do that. Um, but when I moved with Alex, I mean, there is really no way around it. Like you're going to go to the gym. Like <laughs> he, he does not force me to go to the gym at all. But like, I want to spend time with him and that's something I really did enjoy doing but he shows me how to do it the right way and now that like I'm being consistent I see progress and it really helps with my mental health in the fact that it gives me little goals to reach mm -hmm. and it gives me confidence boost because I can see oh I'm putting effort into something and I'm seeing results from it. So I think it really helped me mentally when it comes to feeling good about myself, getting active. Like I used to just like, well, my job used to be very physically demanding. I was a housekeeper and I was on my feet nonstop. And then I would come home and I would just sit in bed, chill. But like, I wasn't happy with how my body didn't look like how I wanted it to look, not saying like, I looked bad. It was just more of like, I feel like I can tone myself. I feel like I can make myself look healthier. Like I was under eating and I'm even eating more because working out makes me hungrier. And like, it just overall helps with a lot of things. It helps me sleep too, because I exert all my energy and I can actually get to rest. So I just think it overall helped me in a lot of ways. That's awesome. And just like you, you kind of have like, like Alex was saying, you kind of have, you have to have somebody in your corner who knows you and like you have a personal coach there who, you know, spends so much time with you. So I think that that's, that's awesome. And I, you know, that kind of brings me into a question of Alex, you said that your, your coach is like a, a father figure to you. And I'm just wondering if you've ever had experiences, maybe another coach or somebody else who you looked up to who didn't fit um, what you were looking for. Yeah, so pretty much my coach's name is Jason. I've been with him since I started bodybuilding. Um, I reached out to a bunch, a couple other coaches when I first started, and I kind of just set it up straight. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, not 16, 18. Um, I was like, I'm 18 years old. 
this <laughs> my cat uh, <laughs> um, I was like uh I'm 18 years old uh I want to get my IFBB pro card I'm also trans hope that's cool and like I just said exactly like that here's what I look like and I had a couple of coaches that they didn't it wasn't even like a trans issue it was more so like they didn't know how to handle me hormonally and like food wise and training wise because there's really not many trans competitors and they were just like I listen like it's nothing personal or like a value-based thing I just don't feel comfortable helping you from a hormonal aspect I'm like okay that's fine like I appreciate the honesty and I reached out to Jason and Jason being the cocky little guy he is sometimes was like bet yeah let's do it like I want to help you like you're a challenge for me like I don't really get challenged much anymore and I was like okay like you know interesting answer but I'm you know and we like you know from there I really I think I stopped working for I did I think I stopped working from like not even not even like three weeks just because I was like 19 and I wanted to like explore my options and I was like there was a couple coaches that trained really really big guys and I was just really impatient so I was like oh like let me see them like maybe I can grow faster with them yeah they did it terrible by me like literally like I was like they're all hype no like action behind them like they have big names I'm not gonna say the names just because like I think that's not appropriate but like I worked with some pretty big name coaches um, that coach big name bodybuilders and so does Jason but I just was curious and yeah like it just wasn't the same the connection wasn't there they didn't understand my body like Jason does or like like you know he again I, I was working for I really went through puberty with him so like he knows how I function emotionally too, um, which I think is really important. So yeah, for me, like my support system has really always, when it comes to bodybuilding, been like Jason, my coach. Um, he's really been there with me from like day one. And, you know, when I told him that I wanted to be the first trans guy to like win my pro card, he never like put the idea down. He was like, okay, let's do it. You know? And like, I like that. Like that's the kind of, like I believe in myself so I want to be with someone that believes in me too right yeah definitely and I guess somebody who doesn't like have expectations for you that are like not reachable and you know not wanting too much out of you and letting you take your time too he definitely like he definitely like planted me down a little bit because I was like yeah like I want my pro card by like 21 he's like <laughs> that's not gonna happen but you'll get it I'm like oh okay <laughs> so he definitely like grounds me a little bit and like he's taught me like the value of like patience and like you know this sport like you know you don't really retire until like you can literally compete into your 50s mm -hmm. so um just like I was very like gung-ho at first like whatever like I'll do anything I'll lead anything I'll lead dirt I just want my pro card like he was like all right calm down buckaroo like you have time like you no know. I swear if Jason said Alex I need you to eat one cup of dirt a day he'd be like all right <laughs> let's go yeah but again like for me like I just I think it also like the reason why I'm like this is because like I've been very great like I've been very blessed in my life that my transition I started so young and I was really like my whole transition was so smooth sailing and that is definitely not the case for most transgenders mm -hmm. I kind of feel like not like it's an obligation but it's like my duty to like you know do that for the community and like you know be there for those that like aren't as lucky as I was and have similar dreams as me but unfortunately because of various reasons they can't do that so it'd be like a waste if I didn't take that opportunity yeah no definitely and like personally I know maybe a handful of uh trans bodybuilders not on a personal level but you know on social media and I 
assume there's only a few dozen of them compared to the hundreds of thousands, I assume, of, you know, straight men and also uh, women bodybuilders out there. So it's cool that you're like helping pave this path of coaches and, you know, people who can understand and really help uh, trans men reach their goals and in, in fitness and kind of in anything else as well. Yeah, thank you. It's kind of like opposite. I went into it like not knowing anything. Uh, my coach was the one who was kind of like, here's a bunch of things that I want you to do. And I, I did it and I didn't have a problem with it at all. But um, he definitely didn't understand me. He didn't treat me as the, at the time, 19-year-old person that I was trying to you know do something new. He kind of took it as, you know exactly what you're doing. You've done this before. Like That's how I felt he was treating me. So it gave me a lot of uh, confidence, but it sucked. He he put me in a position that was very dangerous. I and this is going to sound insane. I trained for six months before stepping into a ring, and that um, should never happen. Uh, you know, I was sparring yeah, after that's... after a month of of training one on one, and that's that's just like it's really stepping on the gas. Being like, hey, I'm going to put you in this position where. I had my nose busted twice right before my fight still went into the fight. So it's kind of like, you need to have somebody in your corner who has those boundaries and doesn't just want to see. I think honestly, it was like a, a power trip for him because he hadn't trained someone in a while. And he took it as this huge opportunity to kind of like, here's a new person that I can throw in a ring and like maybe have do some really good shit and wasn't at all what happened. And after I lost, I kind of like blocked him on everything because he was just constantly telling me to get back to working out. Let's do it again. There's another fight next month. And I was just like, I can't do it. Like, you're not understanding that. Right. I unfortunately made the mistake of going back to him and tried again. But like, you really need to have somebody who knows you and knows your limits and has boundaries themselves. Right. In my opinion, you're better off like working with yourself than with a bad coach, because at yeah. least you know yourself you know, better right. than people. So I'm very sorry that happened to you, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was insane. it's a learning process. Like I, you know, mentioned just earlier, it, it strengthened me and now I know my limits better. Um, I've talked about it in therapy too. And it's been a conversation of like, when do I even, <laughs> I, if my cats were in here, they'd be doing the same thing <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, That's like, please let us know. I don't know if we're trying <laughs> Um, no no I, I can't hear the ring at all <laughs> so you're good um it was totally just like a a shock of speaking to my therapist being like I don't even want to step foot into a gym again like that's how devastating that was for me and I I was working out with a personal trainer a different personal trainer um which again was another horrible experience of just haven't had luck finding good people but um that really takes such a big toll on you it takes a toll on your body physically and your mental health because you're you're kind of like nobody really knows me nobody wants to see me succeed they just want to like basically get money out of me type of thing mm. yeah and I agree and that's why like you know I really don't know anything about boxing I'm very like single-minded <laughs> but I'm I mean I'm assuming there's got to be a community around boxing too so I would only assume like you know, if you really feel that way, maybe, you know, if you, you know, if, like, there's nothing wrong with speaking out, like, politely, you know, just being, like, you know, because at the end of the day, like, clearly, like, if they are like that, then they don't really feel remorse, 
So they'd most likely do the same thing again with someone else. Right, right. And that was something huge actually in, into a whole nother piece of like, kind of like the fitness world in general, not honing on any competitive aspects, but um, you'll reach people, you'll get in contact with people who will put you in those dangerous situations. And you have to like know who to, who to speak to, to like save them from going through the same thing. So a few of the other women at the gym that I was going to had really bad experiences with him. And we all got together and we were like, um, are you guys feeling like the same weirdness, the same awkwardness? And we all put our foot down. I was like, okay, we're going to stop working with him. So it's like, you're, you have to help yourself. You also have to help other people. If you, of course, you're like mentally capable of doing that, because that could be um, stressful for a lot of people, but you, you have to know, and you have to speak out against um, people not really knowing, you know, or not properly treating anyone. Um, and I, I don't know, do you guys both work out at the same gym? Do you work out at private places or uh, more public gyms? Yeah, we usually go to um, a gym. It's called Bev, Bev Francis Powerhouse Gym. Okay. It's a gym that's pretty much just like bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's very intimidating when you go at first. It's a smaller gym, but everybody's so nice there just because of the community and like everybody wants to help everyone. Um, but then we also have another gym we go to sometimes if like we're in a rush, but we still got to get that workout in. Like, we go to a gym called Unique that's like 20 minutes away. That one's really nice too. That one's more of, what is it, like chain, right? Yeah, Unique is like a smaller local chain. It's not like LA Fitness. That's like a more national chain, but mm-hmm. have like good equipment and stuff. And like for the both of us, it's kind of like the environment that matters the most. So yeah. it's like a good environment. Like everyone's like actually training and like not on their phones. So it's like, you know, like I think the environment is what makes the gym, you know, and like the people in it. I mean, you want to be around people that you can see are pushing themselves so you push yourself too you don't want to see like everybody just sitting on their phone do a couple reps sit on their phone yeah. that doesn't really motivate you at all you know yeah definitely and that's why I feel like I'm I haven't even found a new gym to go to since I moved so that's like one of my big things too is I want a community at a gym I don't want to like I hate working out by myself I can't do it it's just like I I can't get into a good enough of a like I can't motivate myself to sit in a gym and do like you know like I'll go in with a plan and I can't even finish it because I just get bored um I like having workout partners don't have one now and that's totally fine because I was going to boxing classes or like fitness classes and that was fine I would say let's look into like local gyms around your area to see like what's not really a chain and most gyms have like you can go and they'll either give you a free day pass or it'll be like 10 bucks 20 bucks just to like test it out see how everyone interacts you know I think it's worth it to find the gym that's right for you yeah. do you mind me asking what state you live in I just know a lot of I'm in New York mm-hmm. uh, I'm in the Bronx oh you're in the Bronx yeah. oh um I, th- I forgot the name of it but there's there is a gym on the like the outskirts of Queens. I don't know how deep Bronx you are in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like another like hardcore, like hole in the wall, community-based gym kind of thing. So I, I will look into that for you if you'd like. I, just <laughs> I appreciate the, that. <laughs> the name of it off the top of my head, but like when you said New York, I'm like, wait, I might yeah. know one. <laughs> I'm definitely I go to the the Blink Fitness that's like down oh. the corner. So um I I go maybe once a week, if not once a month. So like it's just, and it's also just not safe around here to, you know, 
I don't drive down there. I have to walk. Not safe enough to do that. And that's a whole nother conversation too of like, I identify as non-binary. So I, you know, appear androgynous, but some people don't see that because I'm, you know, a bigger person. I have, you know, a bigger chest. And when I'm walking down to the gym, I get catcalled. And it's like, do you not see how I'm dressing? Do you not see, like, I, I don't want to like enforce the stereotypes of like and dressing androgynous, but like, I'm clearly not, you know, enhancing or like showing off the feminine parts of my body. So why am I being catcalled? And that goes into being inside the gym too. It like makes me uncomfortable of like, is anybody looking at me? And like, you know, kind of like, you know, people are like, don't like, don't look at me. Don't like think anything of me type thing. That's what gets into my head of being into a gym like that. Everybody upstairs, I don't even go up there because they're all just hanging out. So it's like, I don't have the community that I'm looking for. And I haven't found that in, um, especially change gyms, which I usually try to stay away from because of that factor. Like people go there and they think it's like a hangout spot. Not everybody does, but you'll see like, and it looks like it's a sense of community, but it's, it makes you feel like there's like clicks, you know, kind of like in high school type thing. So I like, I tend to stay away from them. Right. It's more so like separation. It's not like just like one, like you know, people. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so kind of like went on a small ramble there and I lost track of what I was going to say. Um, I want to ask, you said earlier that you, you handle stress well, Alex and Lexi, you know, you're, you spoke a little bit on how working out has been helping you as well, but what do you do outside of the gym that, um, fulfills the void of kind of like, what do you do for, uh, self-care? Honestly, for self-care, I hang out with Lexi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We pretty pretty much honestly go to the beach like once a week to watch the sunset. We like to do, because we just sit there, clear our heads, like we're only focusing on the different colors. Like (laughs) I skip rocks. He just kind of like chills on the blanket. I can't skip, so there's no point. (laughs) I'm not a master she's really good she's really humble anyway but um I don't know we definitely like we get done when we have to get done and then in order to stress we kind of just hang out Mm -hmm. and we'll watch like a mindless tv show that we don't really need to pay attention to and we'll talk we talk for like sometimes we'll just start a conversation and end up on the other side of the planet with our conversation in like an hour and then we're like all right let's go do something we'll come back (laughs) like I don't know we just like to talk to each other and hang out with each other yeah and we have like small little routines that we do like um if if it's not a college day because I have to leave early to commute like Mm -hmm. we'll always make breakfast together we're like you know it's just like doing small things here and there to like kind of break like just like the perpetual rhythm of like working to like you know just like reset kind of um but then we'll also like we either do really small things or like we'll go to like a music festival there's like no in between for us so like we don't do like casual things like going to the movies no what were we gonna do that day like we'll either do something that requires very minimal effort or we'll do something that requires a lot of effort (laughs) there's no in between (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember we were gonna do something very small I don't remember what it was 
well we obviously ended up not doing it yeah because we don't do that and we ended up like not doing it and Alex is like you want to go to Izu oh yes we were supposed to go to a pride and oh yeah they were supposed to be Philly pride but it got canceled Mm -hmm. And so, like, two days before Philly Pride, Alex was like, well, Izu is happening. And I was like, okay, bet. <laughs> so, so we went to Izu. We went to Izu. But, like, I don't know. We just, we like to do a lot of things together, make memories. We have fun. Yeah, we like doing, like, memorable stuff together, not just, like, you know, I don't know. Like, this weekend, we're going to Gov Ball. Nice. That We're going to go Friday and Sunday. Sunday. And then Saturday, I'm probably just going to, like, like that's like that's like kind of how we balance our lives like we kind of just like work but we'll take like the time like for example one thing I do for myself which is actually more recent but like really recommend it for people is like I could just keep going and going and going when it comes to like whatever like classwork clients you name it so like I always say like okay cap out 8 30 I don't care you're dropping it the world can wait I put my phone on do not disturb I literally do not pick up my phone like 8 30 down it's like my time with Lexi and that's it period like I don't care like when I first moved in he used to like answer his clients like 2 a.m like literally anytime they texted him he'd be like all right and he's a good coach but like I had to remind him like listen like you you need to have boundaries you need to have you time because we'd be doing something he'd be like hold on I'm talking to a client and be like midnight and I didn't find a problem in it, but it was more so of like, I felt like he was getting drained by it. And mm-hmm. I just realized that like, you need to have those boundaries for yourself. You need to take time for yourself and like, yeah, work hard, play hard, whatever, but you need to take that time to just focus on yourself rather than constantly putting out your energy. Cause then you're just going to burn out. Yeah. Yeah. One thing Lexi really taught me is like, quality over like quantity like I'm very like go 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 personality like just I just go but then like I like you don't really find clarity like in madness like you have to like stay still for a second like actually breathe you know so like for me it was just like standing still for a second and like actually asking myself like okay what are my priorities in life like what is more important for me to focus on because like I can't give my 100% energy in like eight different aspects of my life, you know? Like, it's just, no one can. It's physically impossible. Um, so like, what's important to me? And I was like, well, Lexi's important to me. My family's important to me. Like my clients and like having a successful future in bodybuilding. So like whatever else doesn't fit in that equation is like second for me, honestly. Like, and like my top is definitely like Lexi and my mom. Like I love both of them with all my heart. So like, for me, that's like the most important thing. So like, I always make sure that if anything, like all my actions are like, I'm making sure I'm like, okay, is this gonna like benefit the three of us or is it like a waste of my time, you know? Um, so like, I kind of like, just like, I think like it's important for everyone to just ask themselves like, what's important to you in your life? And then from there, like you'll find clarity and like, like be like, okay, this is like, you know, this makes sense for me. Like, and then like whatever doesn't make sense for you, like you can't please everyone, so. Yeah, totally. And that, I mean, I'm talking to you too. I'm like, well, I really have your life together over there. Like, and it's, it's something that I share even like with clients that I have, like treat your hobbies as a nine to five or really anything you do as a nine to five or like a part-time job, because you don't want to stretch yourself out too thin. Um, 
know when to put the phone down, know when not to respond to clients, you know, know when to take some time just for you, know when you want to hang out with your, your family and your partners. Don't, you know, you can't do everything. And most people know that, but some people don't. And when you have to like, you have to really hone in and figure out, this is what I want to do for the majority of my day. And with the rest of it, I'll figure it out. But you can't do everything at the same time. So know your boundaries, know your limits. And that's a huge, huge thing to come out of this, uh, this conversation. I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> uh, to talk to both of you. Um, if there's anything else you want to share, um, go ahead. Uh, if you want to share your, your social media accounts or anything that you want to put out there. We have a couple TikTok. <laughs> it's called Lexi and Alex. Um, wow. He made a really cute one today. But um, it's L-E-X-I-E, the letter N-A-L-E-X. And he's being humble right now, but his Instagram is Alex Talinka. And again, like trans bodybuilder, he does amazing things. Definitely. Uh, but that those TikToks, I look at every single one. <laughs> Definitely a TikTok fan of the both of you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I will be putting all your links in the show notes. So for anyone who wants to give them a follow, you will find everything there. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for sitting with me and having these conversations. And it's been awesome. Of course. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah. Pleasure.